singer to singer. Sophie Bancroft in conversation with jazz vocalist Fiona Duncan. Episode 11, Singing Ballads. classical teacher and said look in London and uh, I said look I don't I can't sing ballads I don't know how to sing a ballad and he said well sing something then sing a wee old man very classical he trained all the people for all the big shows and my agent sent me to him and he said sing something so I thought right every time we say goodbye <clears throat> and we'd played it through and at the end of it he said what was wrong with that and I said well what sounded right about it you know it just didn't feel right didn't Mm. sit right with me Mm. because I was so used to giving every part of myself in the Dixieland Mm. stuff you know it was really energetic and then suddenly it's a different energy Mm. I couldn't Pull back. Yeah. Uh, and I still didn't do ballads until uh, that album there, the the Fiona's Fellas. Yeah. That was the first ballad I did was You've Changed. And, and what what do you th- what made you switch then? What made you find that place? I think that was after I'd met Ronnie and sort of started to change my style a bit. I didn't know I was changing. It was just I was hearing different things, mm. you know. And uh, I just wanted to do it. I, mm. want, I felt that song from the first time I heard it when I was 18. I mean, I, I, I thought I couldn't sing it because it, was, it really brought so many emotions to the surface with me then. Mm. It was Billie Holiday I heard doing it on... Lady in Satin, and uh, I thought I could never do that song justice. I couldn't, I couldn't bring out what she brought out in it. But I loved it, mm. and it was always in my head, just at the back, running through. You've mm. changed, you've changed, mm. and it was. Um, it was on this album. I, I just Jack Finley was a, a slightly more modern piano player than George Penman had been, and he was, you know, quite keen to do 
a bit more modern stuff. Yeah. So he encouraged me. Uh, and then we had room for one more number. What, what will we do? What will we do? And I said, well, let's do... Or just I can't give you any but love. And but I was just going to do it as a sort of swing. Mm. But Jack started the intro and it was really it was about this tempo, you know, one, two, mm. three, four. I, I thought, oh, so I started singing it, and when I got to the middle eight. I couldn't remember. It was so slow <laughs> that I couldn't remember what the tune was in the middle eight. <laughs> I, mean, I remember standing there thinking, where is it going? Where am I? Where? But it, and it's, it's actually quite good. Mm. I thought, I should do that again. That was actually, I'd, I'd left such gaps yeah. because I couldn't remember the words. Yeah. And I managed to fit them in when I did remember them. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's, that's a way of learning how to, how to phrase better. So do you better. think that was the first time that it was you the first like that? Aye, wow. ever. Lots of happiness, and I guess All the things you ever pined for Ooh, gee, I'd like to see you living so speak about when you were a teenager and how your your those sort of formative years when you were really interested in the mainstream so you know Billy mm. and Sarah and mm. Ella and how the band you worked with all said you need to sound like Ella mm-hmm. and it's interesting then how I don't know for me it if it seems like that made you feel you couldn't that's right do I- something because you you couldn't do Ella or you couldn't do Billy yeah, particularly. I, I couldn't do either of them. And and that's the. I think that's the thing that I'm so grateful having met Ma- Madeline through you yeah. and obviously having met you and heard you all the way through. Yeah. Because it was that permission to be me yourself. That's you don't right. need to sound like You don't like need Ella. to sound like any of them. That's yeah. right. And so that's amazing to hear that you found. What really is the sort of the f- the most phenomenal part of your singing, in that moment where you were just suddenly unexpectedly put in a place that I wasn't comfortable yeah. in, and I had to. Are you found? Yeah. What's what had always would have been there? Yeah. Just, you know, I, it was there. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't make my. I think it was something to do with. Um, I don't know whether it was to do with. It was. I keep thinking of it as an energy. It's the only way I can explain it. Um, the energy I used to use for Dixieland stuff and sort of middle of the road, you know, not the ballad stuff, you yeah. know, or, or a real story thing. Not a story. It was a, it was a story, but it was a flippant story. Yeah. I found that so easy because I had energy. Yeah. And later on in life, when I 
discovered there was something different and I didn't know it was the energy dissipates you know yeah uh, and I found that this way if I just took my time and really listened to Brian really listened to him and listened to Ronnie I was hearing different things from you know the way I'd originally heard the song, or and I, I didn't, I could not do that until I did it, mm. and then I thought, oh, you know, that's that's really weird, and I don't know how to explain that to somebody because it was very young. I mean, I was in that box. Mama can't give you. Having heard, just having listened these last few days to some of the early Dixon stuff that you were doing, like with the Stompers. Yeah. I mean, it's just extraordinary the energy of that, and there's no space, no or room for no to, to go anywhere else, no. is there? No space. And it's like you're you're given one slot of energy, and that's what you need to stay in the whole way through until the end of the that's song. Right. And it was from the extraordinary. I used to think when I listen again, and I listen, and I think. That's me doing two choruses up front, which I always like to do just to get settled in the song. And I'd think, I've given that all away. How can I take, how can I finish this song, you know, making it different from... And I, I've listened recently, and I've, I, I now, listening back, and I'll think, nah, you're using the same leg there, huh? <laughs> See it? Lazy, they're not thinking, using <laughs> the same like it's you know, and you slot in, it's because of the tempos yeah, and, yeah. and the you know, the drive, the drive, yeah. the drive. It, it just doesn't stop, <sighs> no, it it's doesn't. It's extraordinary, and what and it's amazing knowing you're singing so well. From yeah, these from, last 30 yeah. years, that place is such a different place it for you. I mean, it's like place. you're a different person completely. Yeah, it is a different place. It is. I, I mean, it took me a long time to discover I couldn't actually do that anymore mm. because I kept going back to the tried and tested, as I thought, and finding that, oh, I mean, I used to, this is not, I know I, no ladies are not supposed to sweat, but my God, well, no. was I a sweater. Well, no wonder. You know, but I see now why. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I remember in, in that concert in the, the Philharmonic in Russia, I had on a long silk dress and it was royal blue when I started. <laughs> and, and I had a lot of hair and I had it up, but it just kept getting bigger. I looked like, you know, the lady in... And that with the purple hair. Oh, anyway. the Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> Mar look, Marge. Yes, my hair is getting bigger and bigger, taller, and as I was perspiring, and uh, I know there was steam coming out the top of my head, <laughs> and it was like somebody had thrown a match into my hair, and the dress got darker from the neck, down and down, <laughs> darker and darker. Mind you, Brian Kellock, he had on a lime green linen shirt and his was getting a different <laughs> colour too, I was noticing. But, but the Billy Taylor was sitting in the front and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, 
Oh, and I sort of lifted a bit of the dress. The stick went, but it was sticking to me away, and so I went, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then everybody started laughing again, and then I feel comfortable. Yeah, if I'm being laughed at. <laughs> Gee, oh. Gee, I'd like to see you looking swell, baby. It feels like Brian was very oh yeah, Brian significant. Brian's great. Brian stretches me, and you know he used to try and. So did young Ronnie. He used to try and yeah. catch me out. Yeah. You know, you know, because yeah. he's a Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio, and we're both a bit smart arse, you know. And Ronnie would start an intro, and then. You know, I'd think, what is, what is this? What is he playing? And then I'd just hear it and come in, and Ronnie would turn around and go, ah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd I'll kill you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, but Brian does, I, to, what I used to try and do is make Brian smile, you know. If I could make him, you know, uh, and that's why I start. I just think, right, I'm right. Up. Just listen to what he's doing and see what's happening here. And, and then I, I'd sing a wee bit, and I'd see Brian going, oh, and I'd think, eh. <laughs> I used to. He stretched me. He really yeah. did. Yeah. And he he's he's been so good because he has believed in me, like very few other people in my life. Yeah, you know. He no, he believes I can do it, yeah. and and I think, oh well, if he thinks it's all right, it must be all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's lack of confidence in yourself. Don't know where that comes from. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a well, it's <clears throat> it's powerful to hear that. I mean, and, and you know, I've heard you kind of refer to that a lot during these conversations, yeah. and again, it it makes me feel with the with the the Dixieland stuff that you did. There was this sort of one place for you to be. There was one role That's right. that, that seemed to come very easily to you. Yeah. I mean, do, do you feel you had the same confidence issues in that setting? Um, uh, yeah, I was always... Mm, fight or flight, always... I mean, I I so wanted to sing, but I so hated it when it when the bit before... You start. Yeah. And you still do. I, I still know. do. I know that. I still yeah. do. I still... It's like purgatory. Yeah. You know, and that is... There's something, you know... I've spoken to a lot of people about this, you know. I've spoken to psychologists about this and it's just trying to get to the root of where that came from. I just... Uh, I don't know. It's just... I'm frightened. I'm scared. And then... I think, well, you know, it's do or die. So I do. And, and you absolutely do. But then there comes a time when it doesn't happen <laughs> and you die. You know, I mean, that happened in Glasgow at, the, at my 80th birthday thing. Yeah, but it just, <sighs> but you... It You'd went. Given it, I know, but you, you, but it, it went after a, a uh, significant yeah. period of time. You gave more than you needed to. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, I really enjoyed the concert, except the last bit where mm. everything left Gee, me. I'd you like know. to see you looking swell, baby. 
With all those diamond cufflinks Woolworths could not sell My baby Can you articulate what it is that the fear has been about in those m moments before a gig? Do you, can in case you... I get found out that I can't really sing. Right, OK. You know, it's... Because I know what my voice is like. I know it's not perfect voice. I know the people I hear that just their voices blow me away, you know. Mm. And I know I haven't got that kind of voice, but it must be must fit in somewhere. Well, you, you <laughs> blow everybody away, I can't, Duncan. I, you know, I can't... I keep thinking, well, I've been doing it for 60 how many years now? Mm. 65 years, 64, 65 years. I should, have be, I should be used to it by this time. Well, but, you should you should feel good about it by this time. Well, I feel good because I know I don't have, really have to do it too much anymore. Mm. Do you <laughs> Except miss, do you I miss, miss oh, I miss singing. But you don't miss the fear before, is that I don't miss don't the fear. Miss? I don't miss the fear. Um, and I don't miss, I never usually, I never used to hear the applause. I didn't know whether people had liked it or not because I didn't hear it. You know, at the end of a song, I, I didn't, I didn't, I just wanted to get on with the next one and right. get it over with. Yeah. And then go off and think, good, <laughs> uh, another one, you know. But, uh, and I really, really don't know where it comes mm. from. But it's certainly been there all my life, you know. But maybe that's what, what has made you one of the reasons why you're such an extraordinary storyteller and, you, and the empathy and compassion that you have in the way you relate to the lyrics that you choose to sing. Yeah, well, I, 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 I've got to believe in the lyrics. Mm. I've got to have had some kind... It was like going back to the beginning, the Blantyre explosion yeah. thing with the folk scene. I couldn't, I couldn't have sung that. Yeah. I couldn't have... I, that would have been a sin to sing something like that because I couldn't have done it justice mm. because there were so many people about me at the time that were singing these songs and, I mean, fantastic singers. Not great voices, but it's what they put into mm. the actual delivery of the song mm. and, you know, they, they gave you all the pictures of the song, the mind pictures mm. that... I don't know whether everybody else gets a picture going through their head when they're hearing a song. I get pictures. Mm. Well, you certainly give pictures to everybody listening to you. I get pictures. Sure. It's just I can, I, you know, it's something that's been you've been touched by, um, and there's songs that I hear and I think, oh yes, I could sing that, and then other songs like. Like when I was doing one of the things in London, the broadcast with the Bob Miller Band uh, on, it was a lunchtime radio programme, and I had to sing The Wedding, which was uh, Anita Harris had got to the hit parade with that, and they wanted me to do a cover version of it. I said, no, I can't sing that. I can't sing I said, no, I don't, I can't feel that. I don't know, I can't do it. 
So they said, well, how about Barbara Streisand's Funny Girl? I could do that because it was, it really was a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't do, I, I just couldn't sing the song if I didn't, you know. Mm. And I thought, see, I'd be no good as a pop singer because unless I'd written it so that mm. I know what I was, you know, yeah. and I'm not a songwriter, yeah. you know, I'm, I can't do that. I don't have, I don't, I have not got a gene of that in my body. Not a songwriter. Tried. <laughs> Silly, you know. Well, well, I, I, you, I saw a little glimpse oh. of it when you did that session with. Ah, tried, mm. but it's not. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't flow. It doesn't come, no, so which is fine. Doesn't you, flow, but at you, least I know it. You yeah. know. But you, but you are a, a songwriter's dream. Well, I'd love. I love a good story. I love a good story. Oh, till that happy day, till that happy day, you know darn well, baby. I can't give you anything but love. That I can't give you. This episode featured the song I Can't Give You Anything But Love from Fiona's Fellas, released by Fat Records. You can hear more tracks by Fiona Duncan at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Fiona Duncan. Singer to Singer is a Sophie Bancroft production. Visit www.sophiebancroft.co.uk for more information. Mm-hmm.